Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using the Great Adventure Bible timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. It is day 197. You guys, we are three days away, well, four and counting today, from day 200. That's awesome. Congratulations. Way to make this a part of your life. Honestly, do you imagine 200 plus days ago when you thought, maybe, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do the Bible in a year. I don't know. And here you are. Day 197, we're reading Isaiah chapter 11, 12, and 13, reading Tobit chapter 13 and 14, finishing that book today. We're also reading Proverbs chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. As always, the Bible translation that I'm reading from is the Revised Standard Version, the Second Catholic Edition. I am using the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. If you want to download your own Bible in a Year reading plan, you can visit ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. If you want to subscribe to this podcast, you can click on subscribe and you will be subscribed and that'll be it. Day 197 today, we're reading three chapters from Isaiah 11, 12, and 13. Tobit 13 and 14, Proverbs chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. The book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 11. The shoot from the stump of Jesse and the peaceful kingdom. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist, and faithfulness the belt of his loins. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb, and the leopard shall lie down with the kid, and the calf, and the lion, and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall feed, their young shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The sucking child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as an ensign to the peoples. Him shall the nations seek, and his dwellings shall be glorious. In that day, the Lord will extend his hand yet a second time to recover the remnant which is left of his people from Assyria, from Egypt, from Pathros, from Ethiopia, from Elam, from Shinar, from Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. He will raise an ensign for the nations and will assemble the outcasts of Israel and gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. The jealousy of Ephraim shall depart and those who harass Judah shall be cut off. Ephraim shall not be jealous of Judah and Judah shall not harass Ephraim. But they shall swoop down upon the shoulder of the Philistines in the west and together they shall plunder the people of the east. They shall put forth their hand against Edom and Moab, and the Ammonites shall obey them. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the sea of Egypt, and will wave his hand over the river with his scorching wind, and strike it into seven channels that men may cross dryshod. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant which is left of his people, as there was for Israel when they came up from the land of Egypt. Chapter 12. Thanksgiving and Praise You will say in that day, I will give thanks to you, O Lord. For though you were angry with me, your anger turned away 
and you did comfort me. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and will not be afraid. For the Lord God is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation, and you will say in that day, Give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the nations, proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for he has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout and sing for joy, O inhabitant of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Chapter 13, An Oracle Concerning Babylon The Oracle Concerning Babylon, which Isaiah, the son of Amaz, saw. On a bare hill, raise a signal, cry aloud to them, wave the hand for them to enter the gates of my nobles. I myself have commanded my consecrated ones, have summoned my mighty men to execute my anger, my proudly exulting ones. Listen, a tumult on the mountains, as of a great multitude. Listen, an uproar of kingdoms, of nations gathering together. The Lord of hosts is mustering a host for battle. They come from a distant land, from the ends of the heavens. The Lord and the weapons of his indignation to destroy the whole earth. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. As destruction from the Almighty it will come. Therefore, all hands will be feeble, and every man's heart will melt, and they will be dismayed. Pangs and agony will seize them. They will be in anguish like a woman with labor pains. They will look aghast at one another. Their faces will be aflame. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel, with wrath and fierce anger, to make the earth a desolation and to destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of the heavens and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be dark at its rising and the moon will not shed its light. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will put an end to the pride of the arrogant and lay low the haughtiness of the ruthless. I will make men more rare than fine gold and mankind than the gold of Ophir. Therefore, I will make the heavens tremble and the earth will be shaken out of its place at the wrath of the Lord of hosts in the day of his fierce anger. And like a hunted gazelle, or like sheep with none to gather them, every man will turn to his own people and every man will flee to his own land. Whoever is found will be thrust through and whoever is caught will fall by the sword. Their infants will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. Behold, I am stirring up the Medes against them who have no regard for silver and do not delight in gold. Their bows will slaughter the young men. They will have no mercy on the fruit of the womb. Their eyes will not pity children. And Babylon, the glory of kingdoms, the splendor and pride of the Chaldeans, will be like Sodom and Gomorrah when God overthrew them. It will never be inhabited or dwelt in for all generations. No Arab will pitch his tent there. No shepherds will make their flocks lie down there. But wild beasts will lie down there, and its houses will be full of howling creatures. Their ostriches will dwell, and their satyrs will dance. Hyenas will cry in its towers and jackals in the pleasant palaces. Its time is close at hand, and its days will not be prolonged. The Book of Tobit, Chapter 13 Tobit's Prayer of Thanksgiving Then Tobit wrote a prayer of rejoicing and said, Blessed is God who lives forever, and blessed is his kingdom. For he afflicts, and he shows mercy. He leads down to Hades and brings up again. And there is no one who can escape his hand. 
Acknowledge him before the nations, O sons of Israel, for he has scattered us among them. Make his greatness known there and exalt him in the presence of all the living. Because he is our Lord and God, he is our Father forever. He will afflict us for our iniquities, but again he will show mercy. He will gather us from all the nations among whom you have been scattered. If you turn to him with all your heart and with all your soul to do what is true before him, then he will turn to you and will not hide his face from you. But see what he will do with you. Give thanks to him with your full voice. Praise the Lord of righteousness and exalt the King of the ages. I give him thanks in the land of my captivity, and I show his power and majesty to a nation of sinners. Turn back, you sinners, and do right before him. Who knows if he will accept you and have mercy on you? I exalt my God. My soul exalts the King of heaven and will rejoice in his majesty. Bless the Lord, all you his chosen ones, all of you, Praise his glory. Celebrate days of joy and give thanks to him. O Jerusalem, the holy city, he will afflict you for the deeds of your sons, but again he will show mercy to the sons of the righteous. Give thanks worthily to the Lord and praise the King of the ages, that his tent may be raised for you again with joy. May he cheer those within you who are captives and love those within you who are distressed to all generations forever. Many nations will come from afar to the name of the Lord God, bearing gifts in their hands, gifts for the King of heaven. Generations of generations will give you joyful praise. Cursed are all who hate you. Blessed forever will be all who love you. Rejoice and be glad for the sons of the righteous, for they will be gathered together and will praise the Lord of the righteous. How blessed are those who love you. They will rejoice in your peace. Blessed are those who grieved over all your afflictions, for they will rejoice for you upon seeing all your glory, and they will be made glad forever. Let my soul praise God, the great King. For Jerusalem will be built with sapphires and emeralds, her walls with precious stones, and her towers and battlements with pure gold. The streets of Jerusalem will be paved with beryl and a ruby and stones of Ophir. All her lanes will cry hallelujah and will give praise, saying, Blessed is God, who has exalted you forever. Chapter 14, Tobit's Final Counsel and a Death Here, Tobit ended his words of praise. He was 58 years old when he lost his sight, and after eight years he regained it. He gave alms, and he continued to fear the Lord God and to praise Him. When he had grown very old, he called his sons and grandsons, and he said to them, My son, take your sons. Behold, I have grown old, and am about to depart this life. Go to Medea, my son, for I fully believe what Jonah the prophet said about Nineveh, that it will be overthrown. But in Medea, there will be peace for a time. Our brethren will be scattered over the earth from the good land, and Jerusalem will be desolate. The house of God in it will be burned down and will be in ruins for a time. But God will again have mercy on them and bring them back into their land, and they will rebuild the house of God, though it will not be like the former one, until the times of the age are completed. After this, they will return from the places of their captivity and will rebuild Jerusalem in splendor. And the house of God will be rebuilt there with a glorious building for all generations forever, just as the prophets said of it. Then all the Gentiles will turn to fear the Lord God in truth and will bury their idols. All the Gentiles will praise the Lord and his people will give thanks to God and the Lord will exalt his people. 
And all who love the Lord God in truth and righteousness will rejoice, showing mercy to our brethren. So now, my son, leave Nineveh, because what the prophet Jonah said will surely happen. But keep the law and the commandments, and be merciful and just, so that it may be well with you. Bury me properly and your mother with me, and do not live in Nineveh any longer. See, my son, what Nadab did to Ahikar, who had reared him, how he brought him from light into darkness, and with what he repaid him. But Ahikar was saved, and the other received repayment as he himself went down into the darkness. Ahikar gave alms and escaped the death trap which Nadab had set for him. But Nadab fell into the trap and perished. So now, my children, consider what almsgiving accomplishes and how righteousness delivers. As he said this, he died in his bed. He was a hundred and fifty-eight years old, and Tobias gave him a magnificent funeral. And when Anna died, he buried her with his father. Then Tobias returned with his wife and his sons to Ekbatanah, to Raguel, his father-in-law. He grew old with honor, and he gave his father-in-law and mother-in-law magnificent funerals. He inherited their property and that of his father Tobit. He died in Ekbatanah in Medea at the age of 127 years. But before he died, he heard of the destruction of Nineveh, which Nebuchadnezzar and Ahasuerus had captured. Before his death, he rejoiced over Nineveh. The Book of Proverbs, chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. On the lips of him who has understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him who lacks sense. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the babbling of a fool brings ruin near. A rich man's wealth is his strong city. The poverty of the poor is their ruin. The wage of the righteous leads to life, the gain of the wicked to sin. Father in heaven, we give you praise and glory. We thank you so much for this opportunity. Once again, gosh, so many days in a row to be able to, or whether or not in a row, <laughs> Lord God, you just give us this opportunity to come back and allow you to speak to us, to speak to us and to give you your wisdom, to speak to us and to call us back to you, to speak to us and, and to remind us of the great consolation you have in store for us in our lives. And so we give you praise and we just offer you our thanks. We offer you praise because like we heard yesterday, it is keep the secrets of a king, but give God exultant praise, exultant glory, and God may you be exalted in praise and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gosh, you guys, the book of the prophet Isaiah is hit after hit. I mean, it's so good. So a couple things to keep in mind. Overall, when you're looking at the book of the prophet Isaiah, it is both before the exile and during the exile, right? Now, Isaiah is, he's primarily a prophet to the South, right? He's primarily a prophet to the kingdom of Judah. He also has spoken a number of times, we've heard this, to Northern kingdom of Israel while it still existed. But he primarily is a prophet to the South. And so the kingdom in the North is going to be destroyed, as we know, <laughs> the thousand times noted by Assyria. But the kingdom in the South is going to be destroyed or exiled by Babylon. And we got our first introduction to Babylon in chapter 13, where here is an oracle concerning Babylon. This is what Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saw. This is going to happen in the future. Now, remember back in 2 Kings and in 2 Chronicles, we had Isaiah. Isaiah was present and he was present there with King Hezekiah when Hezekiah had to face down the Assyrians. Now, remember that 
it was so good because Hezekiah got this decree from the king of Assyria. That he was going to come in and what Hezekiah do with it. He went before the temple in the temple of the Lord before the Lord's presence and said, God, just please deliver us. And then uh, God did. He delivered that kingdom of Judah from Sennacherib and the Assyrians that, that day, they all, they had some destruction. They had some, they ran away. They, they left. And so he saved them. He's not going to save them from the Babylonians. That's coming up still. As you might have, we might have noted, is the book of the prophet Isaiah can kind of sort of be divided into, we'll, we'll say two main sections. There are some people divided into three. We're going to divide into just two main sections. Uh, the book of condemnation, you might call it like that. The book of woe, book of, yeah, book of woe, we'll call it book of woe, and the book of consolation. So the book of woe would be from chapters one to 39. So you guys, for the next number of days, we're going to stay with that book of woe. And it's going to be that kind of stuff of just come back. Why aren't you repenting? Here's what's going to happen. Like we heard in chapter 13. And then after that, from chapter 40 to chapter 66, to the end of the book of prophet Isaiah, we're having the book of consolation where there's so much uh, consolation going on of like, yes, so God has not abandoned you. Um, yes, you're experiencing judgment right now, but it's not not forever, and you're going to come back home. The great news is, even in the book of woe, there is consolation. In fact, chapter 11 begins with this incredible, chapter 11 and 12, but chapter 11 begins with this consolation. What's it say? There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. What is that? Well, Jesse, remember, Jesse is the father of David, the king, and the promise of God was that the kingdom, the dynasty of David would not fail, that the Messiah ultimately would come from the line of David, that that kingdom would endure forever. And yet, here you are looking at this, you're thinking, no, it's done. The kingdom is going to be destroyed. This whole dynasty, we haven't had any, we had a couple decent kings, but not not very many. This is over. It's done with. It is like a tree that has been cut down. All you have left is a stump. And Isaiah says, yes, okay, but there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse and a branch shall grow out of his roots. Basically the idea of like, it's not over. It is not over yet. And so even in the book of woe, we have this consolation and even more consolation because right after that, it says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord and his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear, but with righteousness, he shall judge the poor, etc. And we just realized, okay, this is Jesus. This is another prophecy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, remember, when Jesus goes into the synagogue in Nazareth, he unrolls the scroll and he teaches and he, he proclaims from Isaiah, but it's Isaiah chapter 61, so 50 chapters from here, that Jesus quotes from, where he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has sent me to proclaim good news to captives, a year of favor from our God, recovery of sight to the blind, etc. And we realize that the spirit of the Lord here in chapter 11 is the same spirit of the Lord prophesied in chapter 61 and is the same spirit of the Lord that is upon Jesus as he is preaching and proclaiming the good news to the people in Nazareth. Now think about this, good news. Now we've heard that term a thousand times, the good news of Jesus, the gospel of Jesus. And yet realizing, look at this history. Look at this history that we've been living through for the last 197 days. This history of God's promises and the history of people's unfaithfulness, their faithlessness, and this destruction and violence, and this history of brokenness, a history of people who were supposed to be great and they weren't great, a history of people who were given the spirit of the Lord and they forsook him, <laughs> they gave up on him. And then here's Jesus who comes along and says, actually, what you heard written 
over 700 years ago in the prophet Isaiah, that spirit has come upon me. And yes, the day is going to come when the wolf shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the kid and the calf and the lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them. This is incredible. What an incredible gift. And lastly, we have the incredible gift of the end of the book of Tobit. And in Tobit's prayer in chapter 13, it's a prayer that most priests and deacons, religious sisters and religious brothers, and a lot of lay people pray on a regular basis. But we don't necessarily have a context. When we pray it on a regular basis, we have this thing called the Liturgy of the Hours, where we, we pray through the all 150 Psalms. We pray um, the canticles uh, that are found in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. And one of those canticles is this here from the book of Tobit, chapter 13. We don't always get the context. And here's the context. This is Tobit's prayer, who's still in exile. Remember this, because at the end of this book of Tobit in chapter 14, Tobit says, okay, listen, you're Nineveh. Remember Jonah? Jonah, it preached to Nineveh that it would be overturned, that it would be destroyed. That's still going to happen. They repented for a moment. They're not going to stay in repentance. They are, it's going to be destroyed. So you got to get out of here. And then also Tobit gives a prophecy essentially of here's what's going to happen. But in chapter, that's chapter 14. In chapter 13, he says, basically, do what I've been doing. He says, gosh, this is so good. We're living in exile. And he says, acknowledge him before the nations, O sons of Israel, for he has scattered us among them. That rather than saying, oh yeah, we're scattered, we're exiled, and no one around us believes in the Lord God. And that's, you know, kind of woe is us. He says, no, acknowledge him before these nations. That's where we are. He has scattered us among them. So make his greatness known there. And this is verse four of chapter 13. Make his greatness known there and exalt him in the presence of all the living because he is our Lord and God. He is our father forever. Turn to him with your whole heart and maybe, maybe the people around us will also turn to him. (laughs) Just what a gift. Here is Tobit who's saying, even in exile, I can still praise God. In fact, because I'm in exile, I will praise him even more so that the people around me who have no idea who God is will come to know who God is. Man, what a gift. I hope that for those of you who, this is your first trip through the book of Tobit, hopefully it was a a, a good and uplifting, hopefully it was a edifying and inspiring story. Hopefully it convicted us all of of the way in which I can do what I can do. I don't have to just mourn and lament the fact that I can't do everything. I can only do some things, but just because I can't do everything doesn't mean I can't do anything. And so Tobit is a great example of that, not only doing what we can, but also knowing that God hears our prayers no matter where we're praying from, whether that's a prison cell, whether that's blindness, whether that's exile, or whether that's our homes. God hears our prayer. He loves you. He loves you so much. He hears every one of your prayers. He has not forgotten you. I am praying for you. Please, please pray for me. Gosh, what a gift this is. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless. 